0: Ben Moore has been in love with bees for as long as anyone can remember. And as far as we can tell, the feeling is entirely mutual although he still sometimes feels the sting of his passion hang around learn a little it's as sweet as honey and always a buzz it's the ultimate pollinators podcast with ben his friends and associates and of course ben's bees
1: Hey everyone, Bees with Ben. Hope everyone's been well. Obviously, we've got spring around the corner. I can feel it. Those days are getting a little bit longer and a little bit warmer, which is really, really cool. Now, I'm super excited for this episode because I've got Anthony Adair from Natural Life. So we're going to be talking you know, a little about many things, but as you know, I'm really sort of pumped and excited to talk to people about now, things are beast produced and that one thing that we need to educate the Australian public because people in Europe, which you're about to hear, you know, people in Europe, people in Asiatic countries no propolis. So this is really cool. So very exciting. So I'm going to put um, Natural Life, the website, in the show notes. I'm going to be talking to Anthony about all of this. So very, very exciting to hear all about this awesome company. It'd be selling the most amount of... Um, I guess, propolis products anywhere in Australia. So he's really cool. He's been doing this business for a long time, which you're about to hear. So hopefully you will love this podcast. Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. They we just talking a little bit before, um, obviously, before we started recording. So where, where'd you start off? Because you've got this awesome little business doing little products. So how did it all come about? Uh,
0: thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, how are you, Ben?
1: Yeah, um, awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh well, I started, we're in our 26th year now. I, I know that because my, uh, my son is 26 and I started um, the business in 1996. Um, so we're based in Sydney. Um, basically, it was, um, you know, I started with a beehive, I had kids. Uh, my son was born. I was kind of working in the vitamin space. Um, I was looking for something to do myself. Um, Propolis. There was a, um, I remember it was 1994. A, um, uh, a Japanese scientist published a document to say that propolis. Um, he just realised that propolis uh, was uh, uh, anti-carcinogenic. Um, uh, it helped um, their cancer. Uh, that was his report. And all of a sudden, this boom in Japan for propolis just took off. So, mm. a little bottle of little bottle of propolis sold for up to eight hundred dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, so I took an interest That kind of led me to take an interest in propolis because I had a beehive. Um, and then I started talking about talking to people in, in the industry. And that sort of launched my first two products, a propolis and Manuka honey spray and a propolis liquid. Uh, and I had a connection with the airport in Sydney. So we put the propolis uh, the propolis uh, and Manuka spray and the propolis 40% liquid onto the shelves at Sydney airport. And it just took off. We sold our products back then for retail for $20. Um, and you read about these stories. This is where the, the Japanese back then would buy all the stock. Yeah. You know, one person can come in and buy all the stock. Wow. So, which is great for, for when you're trying to start a business, because yeah, that there's your cash flow is just selling products and, and we didn't really have to market the product. We just put it on the shelves. So that was the start of natural life. Um, those two products, then we just added products. We added uh, a Royal Jelly Capsule, um, Propolis Candies, Propolis Toothpaste, Propolis Soap, uh, Australian Manuka Honey later on, um, and we, we just grew from there. So uh, pre-COVID, we're in all the duty-free stores around Australia. We're in all all the Asian areas because Propolis is pretty well known in the Asian market. All the Asian areas, we have some pretty solid uh, Middle Eastern cu- customers that buy our honey, honey-based honey products, mainly because, not because of that Japanese scientist published that uh, report, but mainly because honey's in the Quran, so honey is incredibly popular in the Middle East. So anything honey-related uh, is popular in the Middle East. So from that humble beginning, um, learning about propolis, having a beehive my health, myself in the backyard, having young kids that we used... Yeah, uh, our propolis on uh, the propolis I extracted from the beehive on cuts and wounds, um, and then those two products. Um, starting at Sydney Airport, we now sell into Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, uh, Kuwait. Uh, at one time, Iran, uh, until the UN moved in, uh, the UAE, and China, Korea, and Japan. Wow. So that's awesome! It, yeah. So it's unreal. So that's, I mean, it's taken 26 years to get to that point, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been a really good run. And, and I think, um, mainly due to the fact that we provide a really good service, but, but fundamentally it's a really good product. And out of all our products, yeah, out of all our products, the, the propolis ranges and Manuka products are probably the strongest, um, in terms of sales. Um, Because you get a, as you would know, Ben, propolis is antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, um, but it's also anaesthetic. So if you apply it to an open wound or if you apply it to a sore throat or mouth ulcer, it actually stops the pain um, while still working. So so people get a direct benefit as opposed to taking a capsule or a vitamin C tablet. You really don't know whether it's working or not. Um, But propolis works, so... Yeah,
1: that's, uh, that's so interesting. I was just going to jump in and just ask. We'll talk and, um, before we start a recording just off air there. It was so interesting because your wife is, um, she was born in France. And it's actually interesting. That's you right. mentioned about, you know, a lot of obviously Europeans, you know, well, all Europeans know what propolis is, but in Australia we don't. So, so, talk us sort of a little bit about that, please, Anthony.
0: Yeah, it's actually really sad because propolis, I've been married for 30 years and been going to Europe for. 40-odd years, and I've always noticed propolis in pharmacies, big in pharmacies in Spain, France, Italy, Germany, uh, in the UK, Uh, in Eastern Europe. um, It's big. Propolis is, I've just come back from three weeks in Europe, and and again, I just go into the the pharmacies or the health food stores over there, and there's propolis in capsule, candy, um, um, in liquid form and spray form, front and center of of every pharmacy. And then I come back here and it's, it's not the same here. I've been banging my head against the wall for 30 years, to, well, 26 years trying to get propolis into health food stores. And it's only the, the purest um, of, of um, not even pharmacies, but the purest of naturopaths that really understand what propolis is. So, so they will pu- push it. But it's certainly not in mainstream health food stores and pharmacies. Um, mainly because, and because I've been around for a while, I know most of the buyers, they would say, Anthony, yes, we know what propolis is, but that's, that's the Asian thing. Mm-hmm. I go, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's big in Italy. It's big in France. It's big in Spain. It's big because it's good and it works and you should be stocking it and selling it because people will love it. And especially during, um, dare to say COVID, um, sore throats doesn't cure COVID, but it helps relieve sore throats. Yes, yep. Colds and flu season helps relieve sore throats. Um, and plus it helps build the immune system. So propolis uh, has so many benefits, um, and especially in the last three years. And, and we have seen a lift, lift in sales in Australia and online. But again, mainly not to Australians, but more to Europeans and Middle Easterns. Uh, people that live, expats that live here in Australia, or 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 or, or through family, just know what propolis is. Um, so that's really sad. So so I've kind of made it my thing. We've we've been hit by COVID because the world has closed down, so retail's closed down. So we're we're down about forty percent in sales. So I've kind of made it my thing to. Um, to, to educate the um, oh, yes. Australians yes. Um, and the buyers more about Propolis. Um, and so we're doing that through, sadly I've had to spend quite a bit of money to employ um, the services of Carrie ann Kennelly who, who funnily enough knew about Propolis before she okay, that's signed cool. up to help. Yeah. She signed up to help us. So She was on board from the get go. Um, so she's, she's been using Propolis for a long time. I think she has connections to or links to uh, Europe somehow, but she, she knows what Propolis is. She loves it and she's happy to help us, or she endorses our range, but helps us to just spearhead um, awareness into the Australian sector because, yeah, I, I love Propolis. Um, and a- anyone that takes it um, consumes it and even... I think I was telling you earlier, Ben, my neighbour's the drummer for, for Midnight Oil. Um, oh, cool. So Midnight Oil have actually yes. been been using, uh, and lots of singers actually use Propolis because it helps uh, uh, just keep their throat and immunity strong. Um, so, you know, Peter Garrett and Rob Hurst and, and the band have been using our Propolis and Manuka honey spray on their last two world tours. That's um, awesome
1: because they love it, uh, yeah, but, and it works. Uh. Oh, for sure, I, so, I, I totally agree.
0: Absolutely agree. Yeah, well, you you you've taken out propolis spray, haven't
1: you? Yeah, that's something. So, I actually sell it, and I'll, I also too, I actually produce my own propolis. So, I've run sort of quite a few hundred hives, and most of them I've got propolis mats, and and i and the reason why Oh, you've got
0: the mats, yes,
1: I guess. yeah. So, I actually yeah, harvested, yeah, quite quite a amount per year. And the reason why I've done oh, great as well as the other thing is, to, well, as you've, you've just hit the nail on the head, it's as far as a, a medicinal product that works, hundred percent, it, it does. But yes. but I've also done as a as a you know, for a lot of beekeepers listening to this podcast, as a cash flow. You know, what I mean, there's a a supplementary income oh. something else. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. I, I would love. Sadly, um, propolis isn't commercially harvested here in Australia, so I would love. To, to make propolis, uh, you know, popular in health food stores and pharmacies around Australia. So there is, does create a, a need for beekeepers here in Australia to actually harvest it. So, you know, companies like mine can buy the propolis from people like yourself or beekeepers because I love Australian beekeepers. I love supporting Australia, everything in Australia because, well, beekeepers are, are probably the hardest working producers can um, I know, you know, farmers work really hard, and that's that's great. But beekeepers, gee, it's hard work. <laughs> yeah, um, so, that's so, sure. so, Yeah, I yeah, know. Um, so for you to generate an income from it, uh, more so than just, you know, honey and manuka honey, uh, or honeycomb and pollen, Um, I, I would love you guys to start making money out of generating propolis out of your hives. Yeah, it's interesting. Um,
1: it's interesting because so many beekeepers just don't, you know, they see this black or, you know, yellowy sort of tarry stuff and don't think anything of it. But as you're saying, there's a market there. like, And people like yourself are, you know, screaming out for it. You know what I mean? You'd,
0: you'd, yeah, 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 definitely. The, uh, I know the um, New Zealanders are doing it. Yes, um, yes. But, um, yeah, we just need a lot of beekeepers to, just to drive the price down and make it commercially viable. But you know, I'm happy to. And that's, yeah, I've got this other range of um, products i developed just before COVID, uh, called Wild Bee Skincare, um, And that was done because I really wanted to make a 100% Australian product that uh, had 100% Australian ingredients in it that was made here. Uh, we get the, the royal jelly from you, Ben. Yes, yep.
1: Um,
0: uh, we get the propolis from a couple up in uh, Brisbane that produce uh, a stingless bee propolis or okay. Australian native bee propolis. Yes, yep. Uh, We get Manuka honey from Australia's Manuka, Michael up in uh, Byron Bay. So that's propolis raw jelly and Manuka honey. Uh, And then we get some botanicals from uh, Aboriginals uh, that harvest uh, various botanicals up in the Northern Territory. So we support the Aboriginal communities. We're we're trying to support more and more the, uh, the local beekeepers um, plus, percentage of sales goes to Simon Mulvaney down in Save the Bees in, in Melbourne, who's doing a you know, fantastic job, as you know, supporting supporting the beekeeping industry. Um, that's, that's awesome. To try and, yeah, so, so yeah, beekeepers are yeah, wonderful people, and, and they need, need support. So the only way they can get support is through companies like mine that market the product to end consumers.
1: That's awesome. As, uh, so you mentioned obviously the um the wild breed, wild bee line, and obviously you know the proper space. Is it where someone's listening? Where can they buy it from? Now, obviously I, I sell a few, a few bits and pieces, but
0: through you, through you, you've been, you've been <laughs> one of our one of our biggest supporters. <laughs> but um, yeah, they can they can they can do a bit of research. They can have a look at our um, website naturallife.com.au. dot Yeah,
1: um,
0: that's our brand, natural life, um. But yeah, obviously Ben's bees. Um, can they buy it direct? And
1: can they buy it direct from you, Anthony?
0: Yeah, you they can. Okay, yeah, awesome. natura- okay. Natura- Naturallife.com.au. but okay. but again, you you're you're a big supporter, so I'd love to help <laughs> help and support you. Thank you. Um, but but yeah, we sell to health food stores and pharmacies here in Australia, and 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 we export. Um, yeah, so it's been a it's been a wonderful journey. I've I've, I've loved every minute of it. I, I do want to um, spend more time uh, supporting, you know, spend more time doing this sort of thing with you know, the likes of you and other beekeepers, um, just pushing the virtues of propolis and royal jelly and Australian manuka honey. We only sell Australian manuka honey. Yes, okay. because again, I like supporting everything Australian. Um, New Zealand's got a, a good um, uh, beekeeping industry uh, and I think they're, they're probably more supported by their government uh, uh, than what we are with our government. Um, so again, it, it, it requires commercial minds to actually support the industry. So that's what I've done. Yes. And I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it.
1: That's that's so cool. And and so, what about obviously as a business side of things, Anthony? So, knowing what you know now, if you go back twenty six years, what would you do
0: different? I would have. Um, that's a good question. I would have, because popular, um, popular, um, popular, products and bee products were popular in Japan. That's that kind of a, from a business perspective, that was our cash flow, and that what's that's the money we used to to and feed the family and pay the mortgage and grow. Um, but what I would have done uh, in parallel to sort of etching out uh, uh, Asian markets and Middle Eastern markets, I would have spent more time here in Australia trying to educate, doing what I'm doing now
1: Yeah, okay. 26
0: years yep. later, educate. But we didn't have the benefit of internet back then yes. uh, either. The internet was you know, only very new um, so it was expensive to to actually get the message out back then. You know, you know, radio was expensive, media was expensive, TV was expensive. So I just didn't have those deep pockets to actually push the message out. But now with podcasts, uh, with the internet, with social media, um, it's a lot more targeted and a lot more efficient on the dollar to actually get that message out. So so it's taken 26 years, but um, we're doing the best we can to get that message out through through social media podcasts and the use of um, personalities like Carrie ann Kennelly. What is she like? So, uh,
1: what Kerry Kerri-Ann Kennelly like? She's
0: beautiful. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, she's unreal. Yeah, she's unreal. We spent a day shooting with her and she's just, you know, big heart, genuine, just wants to help out. Um, so, yeah, I can call her up and, carrie Ann, would you, would you mind doing this? Yeah, no problem, Anthony. Yeah, no, no, no worries. So she's genuine. And that's why I like it because she's quintal- quintessentially Australian. Yes. She loves yes. everything Australian. Um, and so she's, she's, she's quite happy to stand up and support you know, Australian companies, Australian products, and Australian industries. So, yeah, she's been really good. Um, so we only started with her a few weeks ago. And hopefully people will start seeing um, her message um, soon through social media. But, you know, I've really enjoyed that. So I'm actually enjoying COVID has hit us financially, but it, it's enabled most of us uh, to spend more time at home um, and sort of re- work out where, what direction we want to take in the future. So I'd like to spend more time at home. And
1: building the brand here in Australia. now for sure. It's actually, I'm actually, yeah. to be honest with you, Anthony, I'm surprised when you mentioned just then and you mentioned before as well that you're, you know, you got hit sort of hard with COVID because – for me, I was sort of I was busy, and it was kind of to, to be honest, and uh, it, it was hard for me. It was actually opposite; I was more busier. But I started send the amount of propolis I was selling, uh, both my own product and obviously yours. The natural life yeah. was absolutely incredible. Like I'm just, there was people people were buying like there was just amazing amount of response. So I was at, well, I'm actually quite surprised. That's so I suppose uh, time, well, I we,
0: we 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 did have a in the first six months I guess of COVID. People panicked, yes. um, yep. and we, we did have a run of uh, run of our products. Yep. Um, but what I say online has increased because at, you know, people are at home and can buy yes. you know, directly through websites. Uh, that part of the business took off, and that's where we're investing more money just to get the message out. But but retail closed, so yeah. we eighty percent eighty percent of our our retailers are. Targeting the Asian Middle Eastern market uh, in the Asian areas around Australia, so and and the travel industry because uh, we get I think it's about three to four million um, Asians coming through Sydney and Brisbane Airport, Sydney Melbourne and Brisbane Airport yes. a year, yeah. um, and we sell to the airports, but the airports closed, so we had to pull stock from Sydney Airport and Brisbane Airport, and they, and they've they're affected. They're open now, but no one's. No one's travelling, so the whole, and again that, and this is what's really sad: the whole travel industry um, just evaporated. Mm. Um, Mm. So we were selling to five, six, seven hundred stores around Australia. Um, Now we sell to probably fifty. Wow! Uh, That whole Mm. industry, that whole, yeah, that whole industry just evaporated. So we had to pivot um, to to pushing more online. and focusing more on export because our world, as we knew it, just disappeared. So we had to push online um, and we had to push in the market so we knew we could generate an income just to survive. Uh, but then we got COVID hit the world. Mm. Uh, Vietnam had closed down Then Singapore had closed down Korea had closed down China's still in lockdown yes. Japan's still in lockdown um, um, The Middle East was pretty strong um, So we got good orders from there But really COVID affected the whole world At a retail level um, Because everyone was forced to, to stay at home um, So we're now waiting for Although the airports have opened up Yep no one's really traveling. Australians traditionally travel a lot so we open the gates and and Australians have sort of bounced out of Australia but we're not getting Asian tourists, we're not getting Americans, we're not getting uh, Europeans. They're trickling through but yeah, it's only a small percentage of what it used to be so I'm using this time that I have now to uh, work with Kerry and Kennelly, work with Bennett, Ben's Bees and Simon Mulvaney, and save the bees, to to create more awareness in Australia, and generate uh, a market here in Australia for, for what I you know for a range of products that I love and believe in.
1: Yeah, so that's so that's so awesome, and th- and thank you, um, Anthony. And it's um it's actually interesting. We mentioned too before about the manuka honey, the Australian manuka honey. Now that just uh, relatively recently, I think six months ago. The uh, our Kiwi friends over New Zealand tried yeah. to uh, lost. Try, yeah, they lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they finally beat
0: them at something. Beat
1: them at something because they're pretty good at the old rugby and uh, and cricket, are they? Yeah. Especially rugby. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's um. So that's interesting. So have you seen the the? Obviously, we're just talking about propolis, but have, say with manuka honey, have you seen a, a let's say over the last twenty six ah. years an increase in sales or
0: high oh, incre- incredible. Um, okay. I didn't know what Manuka Honey was 26 years ago. Manuka Honey, as you know, has just been on, on the radar for, uh, well, actually, um, I remember meeting Comvita about 15 years ago. They came over here to establish themselves in Australia. And I met them here in Australia, and they wanted me to be an agent for them, and I I, I didn't. Um, um, and I let that go, and then Comvita came over here, and, and they kind of... Created the whole awareness for yes. manuka mm. and at that stage, it was just um, it was just New Zealand manuka Australia wasn't really no Australian beekeeper put up their hand to to supply manuka fifteen years ago. Mm. Um, it's only until uh, recently that you know the last five years, do you think, Ben, that uh, Australian oh, beekeepers yep, yes. have have really started harvesting manuka because there's a premium finally. Uh, Australian beekeepers saw an opportunity to actually make money out of uh, beehives. Mm. So so an industry in Australia has just started to form in the last five years. There's now an Australian Manuka Association that um, we support and and lots of Australian beekeepers support. Uh, And and, and it was that Australian Manuka um, Association that really went to bat for the Australian Manuka industry Um, on that court case. It was, um, I think it was in London, to fight the Kiwis for the rights to use the name Manuka. Mm. Um, And we won. I think it was a big battle. It was lots of money, but but the the Australians proved that Manuka, uh, the name Manuka has been in existence um, and dates back, I think, a couple of hundred years. Yeah, that's right. I don't know the details, but we had to prove the use of the name Manuka in Australia, which we did conventionally. So. But the battle is now, um, you know, Conve- Convita in New Zealand has kind of, uh, um, because they came to the market early, they really own the Manuka space. So mm, yes. we really have to go into bat and promote Australian Manuka honey. honey. It's a bit like the Coke and the Pepsi. Coke was in the market first, and yes, then
1: yes, that's true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Pepsi came along later, and and we couldn't. If Pepsi's always a poor cousin of or the poor competitor of of Coca Cola. Uh, everyone reaches for Coke first, so we've we've got to turn that around and make uh, Australian make the market know that Australian produces you know, beautiful Manuka honey, and and I think when I mean, you're the expert on honey and Manuka, but that we have, we've got like eighty species of manuka honey, whereas New Zealand only have one. That's right. Species.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we've got yeah, I think over seventy different species of the Leptospermum, and it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've actually spoken yeah, to which. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Which is. So I was just going to say, which means uh, our the spectrum of um, MGO or or UMF um, is a lot broader than what the New Zealanders can offer which means, I think, just between you and me, Ben, I think Australian Manuka is probably 80 times better than New Zealand product.
1: Well, that's right. Well, I think, think? <laughs> that's so true. I think well, our highest range of Manuka is almost double the highest range of Manuka in New Zealand. So it's, you know, I mean, when we do it... That's lot, right. Yeah, there's a lot of work. I actually had um, Rob Waddell from Grand Ridge Propagation Nursery on the podcast, one of the early ones, I think, sort of... Um, if, people can rewind back and listen to that because he's a lot of a lot of work and a lot of research goes on to the actual plants on a botany side of things you know establishing yeah really, yeah it's amazing
0: which is a good thing and it, and it's everything that uh, we use to actually push out there and say hey, take a look at Australian Manacani. We, we are you know, we've got 80 species New Zealand has one because um, i uh, we're the Pepsi now we've really got to push out <laughs> push the, the message out there. Um, and we'll get there. Uh, I, I think a lot of manuka producers, bee producers here in Australia are doing incredibly well exporting you know, bulk manuka honey to you know, prominent markets like China and Korea and Japan and the Middle East and America. So more and more we'll, we'll get our brand out there but uh, the most important thing is we retain the rights to use the words
1: Yes. Manuka honey.
0: Yeah, agree. we uh, lost that, um, we'd lose our market totally agree. completely. I would. Uh, yeah,
1: totally agree. Because because um, jelly bush honey doesn't quite have that same ring, does it?
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But the other, I mean, the other good honey, um, which, and again, it's it's even lower down the ranks. To Pepsi is the Jarrah.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. yeah. Jarrah honey in Western Australia has peroxide levels that are they're up there with Manuka honey um, with, uh, is that right yeah that's ben? right oh yeah
1: uh, the non-peroxide activities on some of these um, these honeys these eucalyptus even even some of the local ones like you know people's honeys from their backyards uh, have got these incredible yeah. activities which is absolutely incredible
0: but um, but again you know how do you market that yeah so the story is really the Manuka honey uh, I would love to see Jarrah uh, take off around the world because that would help the Western Australian beekeeping industry. Because um, uh, that's, you know, Jarrah honey is pretty special. Um, and it's a table honey. So instead of being, uh, what about $30 a kilo for Manuka honey, depending on the strength? Um, jarrah honey is a table honey. It's a eucalypt. So it's, it's five, six, seven dollars a kilo. So it's much more affordable. Um, yeah, to the public. Yeah, that's so that would be good. But, but um, anyway, it's it's time and money
1: to
0: get yes. that message out, out there.
1: True, that's um true. Now, obviously, um, talking about bees as well. That you've got a um observation hive in your office in um
0: yeah at work. Tell us my, about that. That's really my, good Well, I, just, I I just like bees, and then, and I, I don't get my to my. I'm really busy. So you know, pre COVID. Um, uh, I don't get to my... I've got five beehives within 15 minutes where I work in a place called Oxford Falls in Sydney. Um, I've got a friend that's got some acreage, but I don't get uh, and I share those five hives with a friend of mine. So I don't get there quite as much as I, I should, um, and I enjoy... I find peace, in, as I'm sure you do, Ben, in dealing with bees. Uh, it's hard work, but it's just a nice place to yes. be. Um, so I... Just had this idea to, to bring the beehive to work. So I got, I've got i got a, uh, just next door to me, there's a joinery um, and a guy that has made this beautiful uh, vertical beehive for me. So I've got two, um, four, so two frames thick. Um, so I've got two, another two on top. That's my brood box. And then I've got a, a flow hive frame above that, queen excluded flow hive frame. So the whole idea is that, um, and I've got, I've, I've mounted, it looks like a picture frame, and I've mounted that against the wall in our small boardroom. And I've, I've had someone come in and drill a hole in the wall, create a platform on the other side. Um, and our office faces, uh, quite a bit of bush. So, The bees are free to come and go. Um, The brood has been really strong um, in the last couple of years. So I've managed to actually generate enough honey in the flow hive. So if you came in, Ben, into my office, you'd be um, be able to walk up to the flow hive, we'd be able to turn the tap and decant 250 grams of honey for you. That's awesome. Without taking off. Without taking all the honey from uh, from the bees, but and and because it is an observation beehive, I spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in front of my computer. So I just get up, walk into the uh, boardroom, and stare at the bees, and it's quite therapeutic, just love watching it. them.
1: Absolutely, love yeah, it's it. unreal. That's so cool.
0: That's,
1: um, yeah, was, and
0: I'd I'd yeah. would actually encourage um, encourage everyone to have a flow hive at home. Um, on the wall, um, so they can decanter honey for themselves and learn learn also more about bees. Yeah, you know, everyone has visitors. Yeah, uh, but it's good fun.
1: That's awesome. And and uh, last question, Anthony. So, what's what's yeah. any other new products? anything sort of on the go? You're sort of thinking in the future. What's what's the plan? Well, a you know, new product and, and what, what is the plans yeah. for the future?
0: Well, the plans are really. Probably the next year just to focus on um, the next few years to focus on the, the Australian market. So if we do uh, see an interest in propolis products um, with Australians in Australia, I would love to add, as I see in Europe and, and America, um, I would love to add or just extend the, the propolis range. So do a, a nasal spray, a cock mixture, um, even some skincare products, um, you know, with more propolis products in it, yeah, hair care products, um, but therapeutic products mainly, um, you yeah, I just like to extend the range. Although we have a, a toothpaste and a soap, um, propolis in a, a nasal spray, um, which I use from a, a company in Europe, uh, okay. that works. Oh, wow. Um, and a, and a cloth mixture. From a, a company in America that I, I buy and use uh, either myself, and it's and it's manuka based with some propolis in it, and that's essentially and a couple of herbs, and that's essentially it's uh, and that's all you need. It's an it's a natural alternative to all the chemicals that you buy mm. in the pharmacies. Um, so that's it, just to, just to create awareness, Ben, and 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 increase the range um, if there's that interest. Yeah, that's- uh,
1: awesome exciting times ahead Anthony. Uh, that's really really cool that's uh
0: well it is yeah, so thank you for for all your help and support you've been uh, you've been awesome with this podcast and and what you do online through social media just to just to generate awareness for for Australian produce yeah we are we have the most beautiful um, yeah, country and, uh, Europe's Beautiful the rest of the world is beautiful, but we have just so much land that we, we can use and generate beautiful products. Yeah, totally. So, thank you, thank you, Ben, for pushing the message out there.
1: Awesome, thank you so much, Anthony. Well, you um, you take care and thank you so much for your chat. This has been really interesting, yeah, really insightful, and really, really cool. Yeah, well,
0: thanks, man, thank you, and um, and I hope to talk soon. No, for sure. And if You're I a good up, man. I
1: no, no, appreciate it. And if I come up to Sydney, I'll uh, I want to check out the. Come and uh, see me. I'll come and see the bees in the boardroom. I like that. That's <laughs> really cool.
0: No worries, mate. Awesome. I want you to get one too. <laughs> I
1: love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you good take
0: care. You, man. Thanks, You're a good thanks man. For chat. You know thanks, well. buddy. You take care. Okay. All the best. See you, mate. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Hey, everyone. How awesome is Anthony? What a lovely, humble gentleman. Really, really cool and so interesting. It was really cool. We go back a couple of episodes talking to. Um, dr Trong tran about propolis you know and i'm just like so pumped and just to educate people and as as you heard me sort of talk about i, I create a little sideline of selling my own propolis and i, and I sell this product because it's really good i actually use these products you know during during covid it's um i've had it COVID twice and it really does help those sort of symptoms those that sore raspy sort of throat you know that burn from that sort of the uh the bugs on the back of your tonsils you know what we all know what a sore throat is and it really does help so and there's science behind it so it's really really cool so thank you so much Andy that was really really cool what I'll do is I'll put his website in the show notes and uh so people can sort of check that out and um and sort of yeah do that so really really cool and thank you everyone for listening and don't forget until next time take care of yourself take care of each other and take care of those bees bye for now